This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Bible says that God's kindness leads us to repentance. I've seen people that are living in rebellion, living in disobedience, knowing that they're living in rebellion and disobedience, but then good things start happening. And so they think, oh, you know, I'm, I had a guy say to me recently, I must be doing something right. And I'm like, bro, you know, you're doing everything wrong. But God's kindness is often intended to lead us to repentance. And if it doesn't, The spanking follows. Many people often think of God as an angry and vengeful deity that seeks to punish man into submission. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that it's the kindness and patience of God that draws us to repentance. However, in our study, we also learn that if we take advantage of God's patience, He'll often withhold His blessings as a warning. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 28 with today's message. Second reason that God will send storms is to perfect you, to mature you, to complete you. Do you realize you're incomplete right now? You're not who you will be. Bible says it bluntly. You are not who you will be. If you'll just keep following Jesus, he will complete you. Because you're not who you will be. And sometimes you need some storms for that to take place. Matthew chapter 14. If you're taking notes, man, that's a, it's a great example of it. Jesus, you know, he's, they're gathered together. There are 5,000 people and, and it's, it's, Time to eat, and there's not enough food. There's just a, a small amount, like a you know, one kid's lunch, and Jesus takes it. And what an amazing experience it must have been for, for those 12 to see Jesus just continue handing out food. There's enough food for one kid, and it feeds 5,000 people with leftovers. Man, what an amazing thing. And then Jesus tells him, get in the boat and go across the lake. I'm going to go over here and pray, and I'll be with you shortly. And they head out, and they get into the middle of the lake, and a massive storm blows up. And the only reason for it, the only reason that Jesus sent them, deliberately sent them into the middle of that storm, was they needed a change in perspective. And he saw that. He, he looked into their hearts. And, and, and you know what? Listen to me. Do you understand that maybe only one of them, maybe this was all about Peter. And the other 11 just had to come along for the ride because God was going to teach Peter. Sometimes it's like that. Peter looks up and he sees Jesus walking across the water. 
And would that change your perspective on an individual? I mean, really, seriously. What, what if, listen, what if on Easter Sunday morning, we go down for the baptism, and you just see me go out <laughs> walking across the waves? Would it change your perspective on Pastor Robert? Absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine seeing that. They've been following this guy for a couple of years, however long it was, a year, two years. I don't remember exactly how long into his ministry. And he sends them deliberately out into the storm. And up to now, they don't know who he is. They don't understand this. They don't realize that he has sent the storm. All they know is he told us to go across the lake. We're out in the middle and it's getting ugly and and they're, they're afraid for their lives, and they look up, and they see him. They don't even recognize him. At first, he has to tell them, it's me. You know, don't be afraid. It's me. And they're like, this guy's walking on the water. Wow. This is not just a prophet. This is not just a, a good teacher. I mean, this guy's walking on the waves. Oh, I'd love to have seen that. Because we think, I mean, you know, when you think of it, you think of just like, you know, the sea, you know, like a glassy sea. This is stormy. 12, 15-foot waves on the Sea of Galilee. They're not uncommon. How did he do that? You know, it's like, was he skipping from crest to crest? How was he doing it? I don't know. I'd love to have seen it. But he's walking on the water. He's walking on the water. And it changed their world. It changed their perspective. He intended to do a work. Do you understand that you can't have the faith, giant killing faith, without facing some giants? David knew, he knew that he was going to kill Goliath. Not because David was special. He said, God, when, when, when I faced the bear... God gave me victory. When I faced the lion, I, I, I didn't have any choice. I, I had a job to do, and, and so I did it, and, and I, I killed that lion. And, and God is the God gave me victory, and Goliath, God's going to give me victory here today. You're only a giant. He's God. And David had, he had a proper perspective. Sometimes that's all that's missing. When you go through some storms, and God grows you and changes you, you know, and Romans chapter five talks about it in, in verses three and four. He, he says, you know, these, these trials, these difficulties, these tribulations, they will cause you to grow in patience. And, you know, we joke about that, don't we? You know, be careful when you pray for patience because we know what that means now. And as I've shared with you before, you need to be careful about praying for faith because the only way for God to give you more faith is to give you more hardship, more difficulties, more bewildering circumstances. It's those confusing, bewildering circumstances that produce in us patience and perseverance and, and, and increase our faith. He perfects us and gives us stamina and understanding through these storms, you know, I recently went through a, a difficult business situation where, you know, I'm praying the whole time, you know, Lord, just bring me a buyer. Just get me through this. And, and he didn't. The Lord said, no, I'm just going to let it collapse around your ears. Because that's that's what you need. And that's what he did. 
And it was hard, but he was faithful. Produces the deeper faith and the, the greater stamina. Now, the third reason for storms is correction. If you're living in rebellion and disobedience, get out your umbrella and reinforce it with something because he loves you too much. You know, and, and, and a, a caveat with that, do you know that the Bible says that God's kindness leads us to repentance? I've seen people that are living in rebellion, living in disobedience, knowing that they're living in rebellion and disobedience, but then good things start happening. And so they think, oh, you know, I'm, I had a guy say to me recently, I must be doing something right. And I'm like, bro, you know, you're doing everything wrong. But God's kindness is often intended to lead us to repentance. Now, if it doesn't, the spanking follows. The storms follow. He will be kind and and generous and, you know, in the hope that you're going to fall on your knees in gratitude, Lord. Thank you so much. You know, I know I don't deserve this. You're right. You really, really don't deserve this. He'll speak to you if, if your heart is open before him. And he, he doesn't. I really, really don't like spanking my children. I hate doing it. I remember the first couple of times I had to do it. It's heartbreak. It's just gut-wrenching to have to spank my kids. But I love them too much not to. I have to discipline them. They, there are times when they, they, they need that kind of discipline. And I don't care how sophisticated society gets. God says that there are times when the rod of, a correct, of correction needs to be applied to the seat of learning. It needs to be done. It works. God, God is, is clear about it. You know, and as much as, as I hate doing it with my kids, God, God hates having to do that in your life. But he is completely devoted to you. Do you know that? Do you, do you really know it down deep? God is completely devoted to you. And so he will discipline you if that's what it takes. He'd rather do it with kindness. If he's blessing you right now, if if, you, if good things are happening and you know you're living in rebellion, you better straighten up. Do it now. Do it while the good things are coming. Because he loves you too much not to send the storm if the kindness doesn't accomplish what it needs to accomplish. If it doesn't lead you to repentance, then he'll send the storm. That's all we have time for today. Pastor Robert has much more to teach us from the pages of God's Word on the next edition of Main Thing Radio. Before we go today, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining us in moving the Word of God forward through financially contributing to Main Thing Radio. Here's Pastor Robert to tell you more. I love that God's Word is moving through the nation and that all of us here at Main Thing Radio get to be a part of that. Producing quality editions of this program does incur costs, however, and that's where we're asking for your help generous financial support from believers like you make these broadcasts possible. For donations of $20 or more, I'd like to say thank you by sending you a copy of my wife Elizabeth's book, Come Fill the Gap, 30 Days in the Song of Solomon. This isn't a self-help book. Rather, it's a renewing of a passionate relationship with Jesus through a month-long study of the pages of the Song of Solomon. 
If you'd like to contribute to the ongoing teaching of God's Word here at Main Thing Radio, just click on the Donate button at the top right of the MainThingRadio.com webpage. Thanks, Pastor Robert, and thank you for prayerfully considering joining us in this way. Pastor Robert will continue to share God's Word with us on the next edition of Main Thing Radio.